Good morning and welcome to The Morning Fix. I'm Julie Dye and I'm here with my co-host, Emmy Shepard. The Morning Fix is a podcast series brought to you by the 510K Cafe. We interview medical technology leaders to discuss trends, innovations, and the future of marketing and communications in the med tech industry. Today, Tim Donovan, the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at CareCredit, is joining us for a discussion. CareCredit is a healthcare credit card company and a leading provider of special financing for healthcare for people and pets. Tim has over 20 years of experience in product management, brand strategy, advertising, and direct marketing. He leads the marketing team for CareCredit and is responsible for that function and other strategic initiatives to drive the company's business growth. Tim joined CareCredit in 2015 from MasterCard, where he held a variety of U.S. and global marketing roles. With healthcare costs continuing to rise, we are really looking forward to our discussion with Tim. Welcome. Well, welcome, Tim. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Well, tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up at CareCredit. Sure. So, so I'm Tim Donovan, and I'm the Chief Marketing Officer for CareCredit, and I'm responsible for marketing and product management. I've been here a little over five years to try to build the healthcare financing category and really trying to help patients and providers know there's a solution out there to pay for care. And I learned about this, honestly, I was recruited and I didn't really know much about care credit or the category or anything, but the more I learned about this opportunity to really help patients and and providers get the care they wanted and needed, um, the more I was really intrigued by the brand, the business and all the potential it had in front of it. So it was one of those things where I wasn't looking for a job, but this one presented itself. And I remember telling my wife that I don't think I want anyone else to have that job because it just sounds so cool and it sounds like it's going to be a really amazing journey. So uh, so I was lucky and I've, I've been lucky since, you know, I got here in May of 2015. Very, very cool. Tell us a little bit more about Care Credit's mission and how you are helping with rising healthcare costs. Sure. So Care Credit was started about 34 years ago um, by a man named Ralph Stern. It was really to try to help people finance dental implants and other elective procedures that aren't covered by insurance. And over the years, it's become one of the largest and most popular health, wellness, and beauty credit cards, really to help people and their families get the care they want and need. And it's a solution to help providers get their patients to follow the treatment protocol that they think is best and also the for the patient and the consumer to move forward with that care. So it's been a great solution. Um, and, you know, I said we're over 34 years in the making and over $100 billion in finance care. So it's really come about, and I think even more so in the last several years, as increasing health insurance deductibles and co-payments are really driving up that out-of-pocket cost uh, for healthcare that Americans are experiencing. And so what happens is that because the costs are going up so much, it makes planned and even unplanned medical expenses difficult to pay for, which then leads to people delaying the care that they might want or need. Um, and so it makes it more challenging for them from a healthcare standpoint, and also makes it difficult for the providers who are trying to satisfy their patients and also you know, get paid for the, the treatment that they're delivering and the, and the care that they want to provide. So Care Credit as a as a solution is really a healthcare credit card designed to help patients get the care they want and need for themselves and their families 
and for providers to deliver the cost they believe is right for their family and also help manage the, their practice. So it's, it's a great solution. You know, I was going to ask you a follow-up question, but you you covered it, which is, you know, with the rising costs of healthcare, you know, with things like high deductible plans and, you know, just in general things rising, it does seem to be putting a lot more pressure on people and families, you know, to pay for their healthcare costs. And I actually was on another call today and heard an interesting stat that, one in three bankruptcies or thereabouts are related to some kind of healthcare episode. So, I, you know, I think that by offering more options for people to be able to pay for their healthcare is really a really great, you know, opportunity for people. So one of the things that I wondered about was, how do you reach your target audiences? And it looks like you primarily sell or offer your your credit through providers, healthcare providers. And so it seems like you really have two audiences, right? You've got to educate the providers and you also have to educate the consumer, the healthcare consumers. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about the challenges of meeting the needs of both of those audiences. Sure. So I think what um, the way you described it is our business has actually evolved over the years and it's actually serving the two audiences you talked about. One is to let the providers know that there's a solution out there that they can offer their patients. So really sort of a B2B approach and messaging. But more and more, we're taking a direct-to-consumer approach because consumers are doing a lot more research online. And so we have started to do a lot more direct-consumer marketing to let them know that a solution is out there and a solution is available to help them pay for care. So I think that's how we've evolved. And so we started to do a lot more to, to really show up where the patients are, like meeting them where they are. Uh, people are, the, you've probably heard the whole notion of the consumerism of healthcare. People are doing a lot more research to really understand what kind of care is available, where can they go, what kind of provider ratings are there to talk about like the best outcomes. And so we want to make sure that we're found where the consumer is doing a lot of their homework. And certainly you find out a lot about the care credit as a product and a solution at that moment of care when the provider says, this is what I think you might need, and this is the potential cost. So you have that consultative approach to looking at solutions. And that's something that we do with our providers and our, our clients in healthcare is try to make them have more positive conversations with their patients about the options available. So making sure they're equipped to have that care conversation, as well as the financial conversation. On the consumer side, it's really about making sure they understand that a category exists for them, that there is something to help them pay for co-payments, deductibles, routine care, even pharmacy costs, like that there is a dedicated credit card that is for their health care needs, something that is really important during these uncertain times when you know they, they want to make sure they have that reassurance that they can move forward with the care that, that that's important to them. So making sure that the consumer or the patient has the right information available so they can go into the procedure, go in to talk to their provider, feeling informed, feeling ready to move forward with the care that they might want or need. That makes sense. And I also noticed that you help with veterinary care as well, which as a dog lover, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our biggest uh, markets. It's 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 been huge. Uh, this past year, it's, it's even been especially important because so many people adopted pets during the COVID and the pandemic. 
And so a lot of new pet owners need to understand that there is a lot of care associated with owning a pet. It's not just, you know, you grab a pet and everything's hunky-dory and you play, play with the pet. There's a tremendous amount of routine and sometimes unexpected care associated with pets. And uh, we're just happy that we're a great solution for them to use again and again for, for the care of their pet. Well, you brought up COVID, and certainly that has come up time and time again as we speak with people on our podcast. And so we'd love to hear more about your company's response to the pandemic and, you know, really how that has impacted your employees and customers and overall business. Maybe give us some examples of how the company, you know, not to use the overused word pivot, but how did you pivot <laughs> um, during, during this time? Yeah, I'm really proud of the way the company approached how we dealt with the, the pandemic and how we managed through this transition. And I think it, it comes down to this philosophy of we have to take care of our employees and ourselves first in order to take care of our customers and partners. This sort of analogy of you put your own oxygen mask on and you're playing before you can help somebody else. And so we started immediately looking at what do we need to do? We need to mobilize. We need to make sure people are safe. We need to make sure they can get home and take care of themselves and their families. And so in just a few weeks, we had the entire company, several thousand people, both, you know, whether it was people like myself in marketing or people in the call center and operations, working from home, getting all the necessary technology, getting chairs, office equipment, monitors, all that so that they could work safely and securely from home. And that was no small feat. And I know tons of companies did it. And I think we did it thoughtfully, carefully, um, with great respect to the people and what their needs were. And then I think what was interesting is over time, we realized, okay, now that everyone's home and we're able to be in a position to help our customers and partners, what do we need to do to support people throughout this process? Because it was so much more than just getting people physically out of the offices. How do we help them take care of themselves, how to take care of their families. And so we introduced a lot of additional benefits like emergency backup childcare, a virtual summer camp with employees volunteering to, you know, teach a, a class or lead a, an arts, arts and crafts kind of thing or a music thing. And it was all intended to help people who are trying to figure out what do I do with my kids who are either um, have nothing to do and or just need to be occupied while I'm in a meeting. Uh, we also did after-school tutoring programs, offered some financial assistance to those that were especially in need. And then I'd say more on an ongoing basis, how do we care for the mental health and wellness of our team? How do we make sure that they have the emotional and mental health support that they need to show up and give their best or know when to take a break? And all of these things were really important just to make sure everyone could bring their best self to the table, uh, make sure that they were in the best position to do their work, and that they, that they knew that their company supported them. And so what's interesting now is, you know, we're about a year into this, is we've not only put all these services in places that they continue to evolve as the needs evolve of the employees and also of our, our customers and our partners, we've you know, we've changed the way we look at the traditional office space. We're moving to more of like a hub model where people will, after we're allowed to go back to the office at some point, people will still be working from home. They'll still need this additional support. So people can work part-time in the office, part-time at home. We'll figure out ways to have dedicated face-to-face -face meetings, 
making sure that we can continue to work in an agile manner and respond and pivot quickly to your earlier point. And then making sure that we have the right support tools for the people who use our product, making sure that as things have moved from the physical to the digital or the virtual, how do we make sure that we are using the right uh, tools, information, how are we using social media and other venues or outlets like that to make sure that people hear from us, they hear from us consistently, that we're there from them, for them, and that we're ready to work with them during this difficult time. So I, I think we did a really great job and I think we continue to learn more as we go to figure out what's necessary to make sure that both our employees feel cared for as well as our customers and partners who we do business with. You know, Tim, that's really interesting as you were, and I appreciate, um, I appreciate your comments. As you were speaking, I was thinking about other podcast interviews. And although we've talked a lot about COVID and certain elements of COVID, we really haven't talked about how COVID impacted individuals, organizations. And I love what you shared because, you know, I, I think that those messages are really critical to understand. It's not just, oh, how does it affect the bottom line business goals, but how did it affect psychologically your employee base and your patient and your end customers? So sharing those anecdotes was is really interesting and really crucial, I think, for our our listeners to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. Thank you. Well, well switching gears, I wanted to talk a little bit about marketing and we understand that digital marketing is a central part of your strategy are there any specific campaigns that have been successful in reaching audiences and customers that you would like you would mind sharing sure it, and it's interesting i think as we've evolved uh, over the last at least 5 years since i've been here it's really been eye opening to see what kind of communication works with our customers and our partners and a few years ago, we really took more of a, I'll call it like a social first approach, because with social media, you get instant reaction and feedback on what's working and what's not. And so we continue to look at our social and digital media as a way to talk with our customers, talk with our partners, and really understand what resonates with them. And, you know, during during the pandemic, I think I talked earlier about how we want to be found in, in places where people are looking for solutions to pay for care uh, and, you know, whether that's a paid search or display media or things like that, we want to make sure that we're there and we're showing up at that, that moment of care or that moment of need. But I think what we're looking at is in the last year, we wanted to make sure that we're providing important information. But I think in the pandemic, people were also looking for, like, are there ways for me to have just a little bit of fun? So as long as the brand was reassuring in tone and we were making sure that we were, uh, you know, putting out appropriate messages, we wanted to have people engage with us in a way that was a little bit more fun and meaningful. So we had a campaign, a digital campaign in sweepstakes last year, asking people to share posts or photos of themselves with their pets or doing uh, fitness exercises at home. What's your best selfie, sort of like you and your best self moment, Halloween costumes, all kinds of ways that were just really fun and engaging to get people to share in this online social community about ways that they were kind of coping and what their pets are, or things were important to them to maintain their, their overall health and wellness. We encourage them to tell us who was a hero to you because, you know, there are tons of heroes and continue to be tons of heroes that help each other throughout this pandemic. So really just trying to find ways that we could extend uh, the reach of our brand and our message to our, our customers and our partners. 
and making sure that they knew that Care Credit was there for them uh, with the right information to help them, but also for other just ways to see how people were coping and managing through the pandemic. So it was a hugely successful campaign. And I think it also just showed the kind of tone and, and, and manner you can you can take, even in the midst of a very serious thing like a pandemic. Was it on Twitter or LinkedIn or what were some of the uh, social media channels you used? We use Twitter with, you know, you use the, the hashtag of Care Credit Sweepstakes. We use Facebook. We use, I'd say, pretty much every every social channel we could. Uh, Twitter was sort of like the, the lead horse in it. But uh, we also have recently launched a Pinterest page, which, you know, may seem sort of unusual for a product like ours. But we're finding that people engage with different media in different ways. And they're all important to help get the word out to people who want to learn about ways to pay for care. Oh, and just I just wanted to mention I I appreciate the the empathy based approach that you're taking and um, how you're weaving that into your to your content strategy. I think that really resonates with audiences. So good work on that. Thanks. Yeah, and you know, and we we also did it with our, our providers. I mean, I think we reached out to them as well um, to make sure that they knew that there were solutions available. I mean, we had we had special things for them to make sure that they like webinars to make sure that they knew about the CARES Act and other ways that they as small business owners could, could make sure that they maintain the health and wellness of their practice and the people that work for them. Uh, we also made sure that they had the right tools in place to, to manage how to accept virtual payments and, and digital uh, through digital channels. So it was not just a consumer focused effort. It was also a provider and healthcare effort to make sure that both of the important stakeholders in our business felt that we were addressing their needs and that we were there for them at a time when it was really critical. You mentioned webinars and, you know, also about reaching your customers where they are. So I'd love to talk a little bit about content marketing and how that played a part in your, you know, marketing mix this year. It seems like many companies are sort of doubling down on that whole content approach. So we'd love to talk and hear your perspective on how important is content today and and what were some examples of ways that you used it maybe creatively this year? Things like I think I mentioned we had a webinar on the CARES Act and what kinds of opportunities were available for them to make sure they could access all the tools they're entitled to, to things on our social media channels or how to help them grow their practice through the marketing tools and tips that we had. How do they use social media effectively? How do they attract new patients? How do we make sure that they're keeping their patients engaged and that they're, when their practices are sorry, when their patients are ready they can move forward with the care that they want or need because the practice has done all the things important to, to make themselves ready for a safe, effective care in their practice. And I think it's really just making sure that we make our, our partners know that care credit is there for them. We want to make sure that all of this information is available to our patients and all of it's available to our practices to make sure that uh, they can move forward with care uh, in the way that that works for them and that they know that they have a, a financial solution that can help them in the process. Yeah, price transparency is a big hot button <laughs> in healthcare uh-huh. right now. So it's interesting, you know, to hear you talk about that um, in the context of care credit. I understand you also have an announcement that is coming up and would love to hear a little bit more about that news. 
Yeah, so we are really excited to announce some new technology that we've developed to meet the needs of our healthcare consumers. We are launching the Care Credit Patient Financing app in the Epic App Orchard. Um, as you may be aware, Epic is the preferred electronic medical record system used by hundreds of health organizations nationwide, millions of people. Um, and what our app will do is enable Care Credit cardholders to access an easier, more user-friendly way to pay for medical expenses, uh, often not covered by insurance, directly within the Epic MyChart portal. So that's a huge opportunity for both the health systems and uh, hospitals that use uh, work with Epic, as well as our cardholders. And what this will do is this will enable them to run efficient, financially healthy organizations by providing, improving the revenue cycle management and reducing the amount of time spent on billing. And that is a huge burden that a lot of practices and a lot of health systems face. And we believe that something like this is going to be a big opportunity for them. That's really exciting, Tim. Um, thank you for sharing. And I, I'm sure that I'm sure that your customers, your, of course, end customers and physician customers will, will look forward to that. So thank you. Sure. Well, I think we're just about wrapped up here. But before we go, Tim, I have one more parting question for you. Since you're here on The Morning Fix, we always ask all of our um, interviewees, what do you do for your morning fix? Hmm. My morning fix honestly involves just something simple. When I wake up, uh, my dogs are usually right at my bedside asking or begging to go out. So I go out in the morning, take them for a walk to clear my head, make sure I have sort of fresh air before I have to start the day. So I'd say it's walking the dogs, uh, getting that little bit of me time and I guess them time. (laughs) And then we, uh, then I come back and I have my coffee and start the day. So Dog walking is is the morning fix for me. Very good, very good. We've heard some some fantastic answers over the last uh, couple months, and um, dog walking is a is a popular one. So um, so thanks for sharing. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, Tim. Thank you so much um, again. Thank you for your time, and uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate your time. Great. Well, thanks to everybody for listening. I hope you've been enjoying the series so far. Please be on the lookout for more interviews from medical technology leaders like Tim. And thank you for joining us on the 510K Cafe today. Thank you. Thank you.